0: <laughs> so ready to
1: spice up my life. Spice up your life. Oh
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh well, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to What a Movie, a nostalgia-infused podcast. We are your hosts.
0: I'm James Ferrero,
1: and I'm Nicole Knutson. And how are we doing on this spicy day?
0: <laughs> oh, it's a spicy, spicy day, is it now? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I've just been working um just a lot of uh a lot of sound gigs at the moment which has been fine uh gearing up for the hollywood fringe festival coming in june which will be very exciting the first like real real official fringe that we've had since 2019 so that'll be really fun um yeah so that's about what's going on on my end what about you
1: oh you know um what is going on with me uh what's going on with we're you? going to the Ren Fair on Sunday yes we are like a couple of nerds yeah. and I'm very excited with a for whole that. bunch of other nerds yes. it's gonna be so much fun uh, and um, very much looking forward to uh, the first live performance I will get to do in over two years uh, yeah if any of you are in the Los Angeles area, uh, and are a fan of Shakespeare or bars or both um,
0: Which if you're listening to the show You should have caught <laughs> on by now This is kind of what we do
1: Yes, on June 8th at the three clubs in Hollywood uh, I will be part of a one night only uh, Unrehearsed performance of <laughs> Much Ado About Nothing uh, It is in, uh, an all-female cast uh, Which was rescheduled from March 18th of 2020, uh, we finally get to do this again and I'm, uh, I will be playing Don Pedro and I've been learning my lines. And... Hey,
0: the Don. Yeah,
1: so that's uh, the Ren Faire and Barroom Shakespeare.
0: Don Pedro and the Padrettes.
1: That's, uh, that's what's keeping me going. <laughs> um, but yeah, for those folks who did not read the episode title... And could not guess from our preamble.
0: We're looking at you, Lawnmower Nation. We're looking at you.
1: What movie are we watching today?
0: Oh, we are watching a a certified classic from the year 1997, based off of the insanely popular band of the time, Spice World.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um what what do you
0: have to say for yourself
1: well uh let's get into it what if any are our nostalgic connections to this movie
0: um well i i okay it's the thing where i've never seen this movie um i remember it coming out very distinctly and like any kid who grew up in the late 90s you couldn't go anywhere where the spice girls weren't um, and, 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 and I enjoyed it. I think most of my friends enjoyed them. Like, it was fun. It was very, like, poppy and, like, enjoyable to listen to. And, like, yeah, we were all into it. I remember when this movie came out, I never saw it for whatever reason. I just never got around to it, I guess. You
1: mean you weren't a rabid Spice Girls fan?
0: Not a rabid fan. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a <laughs> lot. You know, this is, like, the, the era of, like, you know, you got your Backstreet Boys and your sinks and your 98 Degrees and whatnot. But... I don't know if, I don't know if the kids today really understand just <laughs> how massive the Spice Girls were when we were growing up. I mean, it's weird only because nowadays, if you mention this, most kids probably either don't know or would be like, oh yeah, my mom likes them. But I don't think they quite understand that this was a global phenomenon. This band was insanely popular worldwide
1: hence that's why, why they got this, a movie yeah hence why this mo- uh movie exists
0: and you can't say that about all those other boy bands you know like they never got a movie like that but spice girls did so that's my only real connection and this just talking about it is taking me back to a much much different time of my life um but that's uh that's about the extent of my connection now you owe Oh, wise sage who brought (laughs) this to what a movie. What do you have to say?
1: I did. I was the one who suggested this. And just for the record, when I suggested this, I did not realize how hard it would be to find this movie to watch it in the year of our Lord 2022. Um, This is true. We looked at, you know, oh, maybe they have a copy at the library in the entire catalog of the entire Los Angeles County Public Library system. Not one copy on DVD or VHS exists of this film, and I am shocked.
0: (laughs) She's still shocked, which I said, well, I mean, it's not exactly a very popular movie anymore. Not
1: one copy?
0: (laughs) I mean, what kids are going to the library... Wanting to check out a copy of Spice World.
1: Me, I am that kid. <laughs> you are not.
0: The, you, you are not a kid though. So see, they're not catering to your needs.
1: Uh, but anyway, my nostalgic connection to this film, um, yeah, when when this movie came out and at the height of the Spice Girls fame, I was into them. I was, I think, six when this came out. You said ninety seven, right? Was yes. when this movie re- uh, was released. Yeah, so I was, you know, I was into it, and I remembered what. Uh, yeah, watching this movie. We never owned it, but we I think we rented it a lot. Um, but uh I don't think I have seen it since I was in the single digits age wise. So this is gonna be interesting.
0: And you're what, twenty one now?
1: Something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: No. I've said I'm 30. I've said that I'm 30 on this show before.
0: <laughs> That'll be the title of the episode. I'm 30. I'm
1: 30. On a scale of one to ten. How well do I remember or you think you're gonna guess at the plot?
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm gonna guess at the plot since I haven't seen it, but um just out yeah. of curiosity, how well do you remember the plot?
1: Um It's a weird situation because as far as the main through line I don't really remember. However, there are some, like, really, really key scenes, one of which in particular that I'm thinking of is just truly buck wild that I remember so distinctly. So I think I would say, like, a four. Okay. (laughs) As far as I remember details, like, very specific details, but I have a much hazier recollection of how they work into the larger narrative of spice world
0: should i try to uh give a recap on what i think it's about yes okay so um it's spice world and paul atreides wait no i'm sorry different spice my bad um so you have the spice girls world renowned international pop sensation and you know everyone knows them and they're super popular and all that except they just got Their manager just booked them on this huge, insane show in some crazy stadium as part of, like, a festival, or maybe it's their own show, but it's the biggest thing ever, and even though they're already super popular, this would be the greatest thing ever that they could do, and they need to get to the show, but they can't just get there easily because this is a movie, and, like, you can't do anything easily, so they go on a series of misadventures and it turns into a planes, trains, and automobiles type situation of trying to get to the Greek, so to say, (laughs) in time for the show, which, uh, spoiler, I bet they'll get there in time for the show and have one final big number that will have everyone on their feet dancing and singing along and that will be, um, that.
1: That would have been my guess if I had had to. (laughs) Um, Hey, alright. Um, say what this movie is about so how much um,
0: spice is in this movie though
1: oh just so much spice,
0: spice runners spice smugglers uh, spice mines posh
1: spice scary spice ginger spice Sporty which is, that's spice. just an oxymoron or that's the word right yeah ginger is a spice you don't need to that's say like ginger the, spice that's
0: like the one they couldn't figure out a name for it's like you shall be ginger spice and she's like bullshit
1: <laughs> uh baby spy sporty spy so many spices
0: (laughs) it's a regular spice rack isn't it
1: when i was searching the la library catalog with the phrase spice world the only thing that came up was like cooking books and like the history of the spice trade (laughs) that's (laughs) all i could find
0: this movie is actually about is the history of the spice trade
1: (laughs) maybe i don't know (laughs)
0: What a disappointment. Oh, no. Um. This this podcast <laughs> is really just an indictment of the L.A. public library system. No. Um, as I organized will, by Nicole Knudson.
1: No, you will never, ever hear me saying an ill word about the L.A. public library system. What I,
0: did you start this podcast episode out with? You've been dragging them for the last 10 minutes.
1: I'm just surprised that this film, which was... Part of, like, a cultural zeitgeist of the Spice Girls, they don't have a single copy. I love the library. I You will never hear me say otherwise. I was just very confused, and also because, like, there was no other way to watch it. It was mostly, like, where did this movie disappear to? Anyway, nostalgia-infused greats.
0: Well, let's see here. Um, my predicted grade for this movie, uh, whether it is about the spice trade or whether it is about Dune or the Kessel Run or the Spice Girls, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be really optimistic and give it a D plus. <laughs> I hope, I hope it's better than that. But uh, that's my optimistic grade.
1: Okay, my that's your predicted grade since you have never seen this. Mm. My nostalgia infused grade. Let's see, I need to go back to what six year old Nicole thought of this movie. Um, I think baby Nicole, baby spice, <laughs> no, that name's already taken. Uh, baby Nicole, she's uh, the blonde, would she? have. Yes, uh, Baby Nicole would have given this like a, a B plus, I think, because I think it's also indicative that I have not seen it since probably of you know I a flurry even baby of Nicole renting. Wouldn't
0: it. given it an A though. Baby Nicole would still be like B plus.
1: I don't know. You're, I you're haven't seen very, it since then. So a very cl- discerning. Child. So clearly, I didn't seek it out after you know the my initial you know fascination and love of this girl group faded and you're Um, saying that
0: if the library was doing their jobs right you would have seen it earlier
1: no we rented this from either hollywood video or blockbuster but in
0: the years since then if they had been on top of it
1: no that's not the library's fault i think that is that is just me outgrowing this group and this movie
0: Ooh, you're gonna have a lot of answering to do later when we get a lot of hate mail from the library system
1: I love the library. Don't let anybody say differently. And by anybody, I mean you, <laughs> sir.
0: I love the library, too.
1: You don't even have a library card. No, and you're from here.
0: I am. I used to have a library card. And why don't many... you have one now? Because it was many years ago. I'm busy.
1: The library is excellent. It's free. It's amazing. You Check out, you know... Go to your local library. Get a library card if you don't have one, folks. This has been a PSA about libraries. So, you're
0: just telling me this place just gives out books for free?
1: (laughs) You do have to return them, but yes.
0: But you don't have to return them.
1: Well, then the books aren't free anymore,
0: they're yours.
1: Are you going to move cities and change your name just to steal library books?
0: How did you know my scam? <laughs> I'm going to Spice World.
1: Alrighty, folks. If this is your first time listening, um, thanks for tuning in for this episode for Spice World. Uh, we are going to take a break in recording to go watch this movie and we will come back and uh, actually go through the plot and talk about uh, our thoughts, feelings, um, etc. Uh, but during the break, do we know if we will be partaking in any uh, beverages, adult or otherwise, or any snacks. Snacks? Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I turned into the Affleck, like, goose.
0: I'm going to be looking at the Peaky Lighter <laughs> for just, like, any adult beverages or otherwise, and then snacks! <laughs> um, I am probably going to imbibe in a little bit of the white wine we have because I can't think of anything better to celebrate the Spice Girls with, and a night of white wine in the Spice Girls?
1: Some boxed Chardonnay.
0: Does anything say the Spice Girls more than boxed Chardonnay?
1: I feel like that is the alcohol that this movie deserves. It's
0: probably the alcohol this movie was made on.
1: <laughs> uh, I think I will be joining you in that. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Um, We will be back momentarily.
0: People of the world. What in the holy hell did we just see? I have never, at least not on this podcast, not not in life, but on this podcast I have never thought a movie was something and come in and been so amazingly shocked by how different it was.
1: So, is Spice World a good movie? No.
0: Is, Is it, it a, a great, great movie? movie? Yes! yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we're on the same page about that.
1: Uh, welcome back, everybody. We've just finished the rewatch for me and first I watch for James of Spice World. And... I, I, I,
0: I, I judge this admittedly way too harsh at the beginning, and I'll be the first one to admit right now, I'm all about accountability. I was wrong.
1: I, I had such a good time. <laughs> um... Okay, how
0: <laughs> where do you even begin?
1: Um I think okay, and I'm tr- I'm trying to dial this in. I think the best plan of attack uh-huh. is to go through very briefly what the plot is <laughs> because it is very simple and very straightforward, and then we can just dig into the what the fuckery. Of I don't know this if this movie. plot is simple.
0: I, I would not call this plot simple. Well, surprisingly enough.
1: Okay, then let's try to get into it. All right. Overall, like the overarching thing is kind of what you said in your um, your. S- you know, suggested plot that you thought it was going to be of, it is all building to this final big show at the Royal Albert Hall in London.
0: Which, I mean, it's based on a band. Like, of course, it's yeah. always going to end with a big final show.
1: Um, And a lot of it is just the Spice Girls being the Spice Girls. And, like, as far as their through line is concerned, like, what they're actually doing... And what they are up to is just, they're, you know, going to their different gigs and you've got, you know, their tour manager and, and like, their team on their and fabulous then, double-decker bus that is bigger on the inside.
0: And three other random-ass <clears throat> subplots that sometimes integrate and sometimes don't.
1: Yes. Uh, while all of that is happening, uh, there is a documentary film crew that is trying to get something dark and twisted out of the Spice Led Girls. Led by
0: Alan Cumming?
1: Oh my god, and... This is going to
0: be a trend of this review is uh, the sheer amount of either supporting roles being rocked by fantastic actors or just the cameos. I had to start (laughs) writing it down because there were so many I could not keep track.
1: Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, that's one subplot that Alan Cumming and his camera crew just kind of pops up occasionally kind of
0: being generally sort of troublemakers but never really having any real effect on anything
1: yeah then you also have um there is this like head of a tabloid who is sick of of like good press that he started for the spice girls and now he wants to like ruin them and like try to break them up
0: who's been made up to not look so dissimilar to uh, donald trump
1: Or Boris Johnson.
0: Or both. They both do kind of look the same. Um, The hair was like, oh, come on.
1: So meanwhile, there's some, like, fuckery happening where they're hiring this, like, master of disguise uh, photographer to, you know, both get photos of the Spice Girls in potentially compromising situations and, like, voice record them. And there's also this...
0: And his assistant is Jason Fleming, who's been a mainstay in British movies for a long time, Um, just popping up in the small part, was like, what?
1: I would say that that plot line has the most relevance to everything else.
0: It's also the funniest. We'll get into that. There are moments in there, I just lost my shit. <laughs>
1: um, and then you have what is truly, truly out of left field. Uh, you have... Uh, this friend of the Spice Girls, her name is Nicola, and she is very pregnant, as in a week overdue pregnant. And um,
0: she's purely there to give birth to a baby.
1: Yes, and to cause drama in the uh, in the last quarter of, of oh, this story.
0: I, I totally forgot about that because that's not even taken into account. The other like screenwriter and producer that are pitching yes. the idea to the manager. Of, of a what Spice a Spice Girls movie. movie would be, which when it started, I was like, oh, is this going to be some meta thing? And then it wasn't until it was. Until it was. And I was like, what?
1: And, oh man, I, okay. So those are all of the interweaving, and I use interweaving very loosely, plot lines in the movie, the cinematic masterpiece, Spice World.
0: <laughs> to which of that, just because we've been going over like the individual people in there. The producer in that duo is George Went, most known as Norm from Cheers, and the writer is Mark McKinney, who, you know, maybe lesser known actor amongst a lot of folks, but was one of the main stars of Slings and Arrows for any fans out there. Yes. One of our one of, one of our all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. Any so yes, that um, is those are the subplots. And
1: because it's a comedy with the Spice Girls, everything works out in the end. Like mm-hmm. everything works out great. I think we have covered enough of like overall parts of the plot and now where do we want to start?
0: <laughs> well, why don't we start at the beginning?
1: Can we start with Richard E. Grant? Can we? jesus oh my god so richard d grant he would get his oscar
0: nomination later for another movie but he probably should have been nominated for this yeah he
1: should have won for spice world um so richard d grant plays clifford who is like their their manager slash uh like tour pr person he he is like the everything as far as logistics for the spice girls Mm -hmm. and
0: with some amazing sideburns <laughs> and a sick ass soul patch to cut the to top and it all off, and some
1: fabulous suits. I did have a note that and like his,
0: and, and his and his and his eyeliner and eye makeup increases throughout the film yes. randomly and then goes away.
1: It's I beautiful. did have the thought that perhaps his full green uh, suit that he wears later on in the movie was perhaps maybe an inspiration for his casting in Loki. <laughs>
0: Possibly so. I was I was sitting there going, "He's the Riddler," and then he was in an all purple. So he was like, "Oh no, he's the Joker now." Okay, yep. it's fine.
1: He's both at the same time. It he was, he it, is it, so unhinged in this movie, he could do it. Except when he's not. Like there are some moments that are actually really genuine, and then he dials it up to twenty,
0: which only an actor of his caliber can do, where he can bring it down and then push it back up. Honestly, when we were just discussing this the other night, totally randomly, had nothing to do with this. We were going through a list of uh, old. 1990s Shakespeare movies just kind of going through. And this reminded me of the fact that he played Sir Andrew Aguecheek in a version of Twelfth Night, which we have not seen yet. We will watch it at some point, probably. I don't know if it's any good or not, but the fact that he plays Sir Andrew, I could see in this. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you did.
1: Yeah, he's just turned up to a 20 out of 10 at all times. Just this movie is like... Weirdly, very clean as far as like language and drinking and drugs, but like you know that this dude is coked out of his mind.
0: Oh, yeah, they can't show it, but you know it's like, yeah, he's on a constant coke
1: bench. Um, he, I love him, he's he understood the assignment. I think everyone in this movie understood it's also what just, they were making. It, it's
0: also just a character you begin to identify with more as you get older who has to be the one in charge of wrangling together a group of international superstars, mm-hmm. and who is stressed out beyond belief. So whenever they're like, what are you so stressed out about? It's like, you have no idea what this guy has to do every day and every hour of the day working in this job. Yeah,
1: and I this think that, that pairing him with, I i don't know the actress's name, but the character name is Deborah, who is like his right-hand person. The sort
0: of sounding board. Yeah, yeah and
1: like, she is... She is the necessary grounding force to his Mm -hmm. absolute tomfoolery. Which
0: I like how, like, they do tease and they kind of make fun of, like, oh, maybe they'll get together. And then, like, you're, like, looking at it like, well, they haven't really had any encounter yet. And then he tries to, at one point near the end, he still can't quite get it because he is so in his other world of other stuff. It's like... Well, I want to say this, but I don't know how to. Wait, no, I said that wrong. Yeah, you and mean by
1: apologize? Ad- and,
0: and what's great is that they never actually resolve it. It's not mm-hmm. a thing of the end. We're like, oh, they're together. Like, the only thing you get is that they're all dancing together. And he kind of, they kind of have their arms around each other and doing it. But it's not like a big thing of like, oh, they had a big kiss in a moment and they're actually in love. And like, mm-hmm. that's not the point. So like,
1: you know that they definitely hooked up after. Oh, yeah. Oh, after yeah. After in the bar, because that's what they say. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: but, they, but they have this, like, moment of, like, well, no, they're not together exactly, but they are sort of, like, you know, like, hey, like, but you cool. Like, maybe something will work out, which was kind of a fun, that could have easily been a big moment of them, you know, being like, oh, I love you or something, but it's like, they don't need that. That's not important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, yeah, that was such a lovely relationship in the midst of all of the insanity that is the rest of this movie.
1: Also that, that double decker bus, I want to live on it.
0: <laughs> that double decker bus does not exist because as like we said on the inside, that is a set. It's
1: a that is a I set. I wonder if that's like a very subtle Doctor Who reference because this whole movie is just about like Britain.
0: Oh and UK we, and we, and we will get to that with the ad nauseum cameos coming up. But true. <laughs> Actually that that would be interesting. But uh, but a point on there speaking of Britain, um, Richard E Grant is the manager, but he is not the one calling the shots.
1: Oh my God. He
0: must report to his boss and who known, is his boss?
1: Known only as chief and it is Richard Moore aka Roger Moore. Roger Moore sir roger moore. I, sir roger moore excuse me sir roger moore sir
0: roger moore who is just living his best life
1: he just has a menagerie of pets we never see the same animal twice just
0: getting the dress up as james bond again but this time also getting to be james bond slash blofeld because he also has a white cat and it's kind of a super villain it's like he's having a blast he was like yeah do whatever you want like i'm here for it and he just coming in and with you like, you know, the that weird... Roger
1: Moore filmed all of his stuff on like a single afternoon. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, we have another like weird quote for you to say that doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, fine. I'll do it. it was like, he's talking about like, I can lead the press out here. No. All right, fine. It's just like these like weird moments that are so funny of their exchanges. Or like, he's like, maybe I'll give them the morning off. Like, I'll ask the chief. Phone call. Picks up the phone. Chief, no. They can't have the morning off. Oh like, it's just the weird little things that there. I was just
1: yeah. like, Jesus. This is, Yeah, I... It was
0: so British in the comedy. Like, which is expected, obviously, with a movie like this. But it was so British. It is so British. Yeah,
1: it's definitely that brand of humor. And it's just... I think it comes down to everybody knew and was super on board with the movie that they were making, mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous. It is a ridiculous plot that is really only there to string together a bunch of musical numbers, which, like, I'm here for.
0: And that, and that's honestly what I was expecting. I was expecting to be like, yeah, I know I'm going to get the musical numbers. It's Spice World. It's Spice Girls. We're going to get that. And they'll probably try to put in some dumb plot in the middle. This plot goes way harder than it has any right to do. It
1: goes in so many different directions. And it goes
0: so bonkers that it just it, it, it's meant to almost dazzle you and confuse you with laughter and then there's a song and you're like, uh uh-huh, okay. Like there's a song now, okay. And you're not even you're not even thinking. And then yeah. it's over and you're like, What?
1: So like the The moment that I referenced or the one that I was thinking of in the the first part of this recording was like, oh, there is some truly bonkers shit in here. It's when aliens descend upon the Spice Girls and ask for autographs and want to get tickets to their uh, Albert Hall show and i'm like this happens in this movie all all that was
0: missing from there was for the aliens to be like have them something like you know i like your earlier stuff better or something like (laughs) it was just like they were right there of like well this could get really meta they do that later but it was still really fun i'm just like oh yeah aliens should show up because it shows their international stardom and apparently universal stardom Mm -hmm. that they're like my god it's
1: literally universal um oh god what what else do we tackle? Um
0: One of them tries to cop a feel and it's like shake hands, hands.
1: <laughs> um oh this was it was just a really dumb joke that I loved so much. It's which one? I know. It's in the it's the tabloid Editor and his like right hand person of the like, and maybe find a cure for déjà vu, right? And maybe okay. find a cure De- for déjà vu, vu. Right. right? And then they just move on. That and one it starts seems... raining inside. Yeah, yeah it is just... later earlier it in gets, a different. It scene. gets
0: dramatic and there's thunder oh, and then like a rainstorm just comes over the assistant and he's not even bad at it. It's like yes, sir, of course. Wait, so was I was it, like,
1: was that supposed what? to be? Was the rain supposed to be spit? Because that was in the same instant of, like, the, so, the no. editor just, like, I mean, just he was, full on, like...
0: I mean, he was spitting a lot, but yeah. then it was, like, it was meant to be, I think, when he was supposed to be getting very evil and, like, conniving and whatnot. And it was, like, you know, like, like thunder and, like, Like, I'm gonna break that, up the Spice Girls which would, and... Which would be enough, like, to be dramatic, but then they doubled down, like, not only thunder, now it is <laughs> raining in the office on just the assistant. <laughs> not on anywhere else. Just the assistant getting soaked with yes, sir yes sir and it's just like at that point I went okay I see what this movie's gonna be it's gonna be just random and British as fuck and uh-huh. I'm here for it let's see what you got
1: what else shall we
0: uh, dig into
1: the many many cameos yes
0: yes let's do that I I, I was writing this down um, bah, the first bah, bah, bah. one that
1: I can think of is uh, Sir Elton John who sir, just is sir there for John a Elton John
0: pops up in like the very beginning very briefly just like all right which should have given it away, but yet we had no idea we were gonna get into. Um, just in terms of first of all the uh, the musical world cameos and mm-hmm. then we'll get into the other ones. Yes. so we have Sir Elton John. We have the driver of their bus who is meatloaf? just <laughs> doing his thing being being his sweet his sweet sweet self rest in peace meatloaf. we love you, man. Um, and even gets in his line of like, I would do a lot for those girls, but I won't do that to which I was like
1: referring to, I I am glad that they addressed this because they, the part that leads to the alien encounter is that all of the girls have to pee again, they're on the road and uh, all of the toilets aren't working because I had the thought. They don't initially say that all of the toilets are, are busted. I'm like, how does this bus, how does this TARDIS bus not have a bathroom? But they're just like, yeah, they're all broken. Okay, cool. They have to run out and pee in the woods.
0: <laughs> to which the, I mean, I, I mean, there were other musical cameos in here that probably didn't get Bob Geldof popped up at, at one point. Elvis Costello <laughs> pops up at one point as a bartender. He has like two lines that is done. I was like, okay. But now to get onto the non-musical cameos, you have... <laughs> when so you have this photographer going on trying to get dirt on them throughout um and at one point it's like you know is the pope catholic which leads to a whole thing of like oh my is God. the pope catholic scandal and a bishop who's defending the pope and the bishop is I I was trying to figure out who it was it was Richard Briers who was like kind of a mainstay of a lot of like uh a lot of Shakespeare a lot of Brana Shakespeare actually I believe he played Polonius in his Hamlet. And also played Leonardo in Much Ado About Nothing.
1: (gasps) That's why he looked familiar. I was like, oh.
0: Uh, But you had him. You have Hugh Laurie pops up for a brief moment in a weird...
1: It's like about how. Sequence. It's why Baby Spice gets away with mm-hmm. anything and everything because she has such a sweet smile.
0: Which is only. Which, which, which is incredible of itself, if not accompanied later by an unrelated cameo by Stephen Fry I, as a judge.
1: I want to watch a full movie of Stephen Fry as the musical crimes judge. I want that <laughs> Next so put bad.
0: How to on the
1: Bluefish <laughs> was
0: like. I mean, he does. He does. I mean, for, for any of you who, have, who haven't watched a bit of Fry and Laurie, definitely go watch that. It's oh amazing what they do together. And it did remind me of the only thing I can think of Stephen Fry as a judge in was a bizarre uh, wind in the willows done in the 90s with a bunch of the Monty Python crew. <clears throat> like, not related to Monty Python. They were just doing their own thing. It was much more family friendly, but it featured Stephen Fry in a cameo as the judge in Mr. Toad's, like, uh, wild
1: ride <laughs>
0: well well in, a, in, his, in, in his criminal hearing you know uh-huh. of all the things he's done wrong
1: about you know, his wild, <laughs> to which
0: mr toad's lawyer played by john cleese is like ripping him apart to which stephen fry responds i thought you were the attorney for the defense well yes but this is the best defense that could be had Anywho, so we're getting off of the tangent but they, but he is a judge in that and it's like oh oh i see yeah, it's just <laughs> it's brilliant um other random cameos in here we have dominic west as a, As a photographer?
1: Yeah, he's, when when the movie decides, hey, it's time for, like, a photography and, like, dress-up session with the Spice Girls, he's the photographer.
0: For, like, half, like, for, like, two minutes, doesn't really have anything to do, but he, he pulls the camera, and I'm like, yeah, that's Dominic it, West. It
1: was so fast that I only had time to register, wait, I know your face, and then he was gone, and... I'm sure another cameo happened. And it was like, I can't quite place who that is, but I know that I know you.
0: And then later we have a one-scene cameo of Bob Hoskins.
1: Not even a full scene. He walks out <laughs> of a phone booth and speaks in Ginger Spice's voice. But it's, and it's then worth walks it to watch cam- Bob
0: Hoskins flash a peace sign going, hey, girl power. Yeah. It was like... Good on you, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> you master you. Uh, and then and then the final one I had here, and once again, I know there are probably more that I'm missing, but these are the ones I could get down. But the final one, and only because I was like, this seems like an important moment. Now at the time, it wasn't because this actor, I don't think had broken through it on the international stage. But right when they show up to the concert, and the cops show up to stop them. And there's the one officer who's like, you, no, you're under arrest for da-da-da-da. And, of course, Baby Spice, like, goes up and is like, well,
1: no, I'm sorry. Yeah. It won't
0: happen again. Because she
1: can get away with anything. Yeah, and
0: he's like, mm-hmm. And then he's at the concert later. It's a very brief moment. But I kept looking at the actor being like, who is this guy? He looks familiar. His name is Kevin McNally. This is the Kevin McNally that would later be featured throughout the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise as Gibbs. Oh! <gasps> yes
1: mr gibbs mr gibbs (laughs) got his
0: started spice world much (laughs) like apparently everyone else did in this movie who wasn't already an established star
1: yeah oh my god (laughs) this
0: movie was the launch point for so many people and so many cameos i just i my mind was boggled and as i said i had to take notes for this for the record nicole takes notes for this podcast because she's very diligent and does her job right I am more off the cuff. I make it a, I make it a point not to take notes and just go by what I remember. This was the first time I've ever had to take notes on a movie because I could not keep track of how many people were in it.
1: There's just I I'm trying to make sense of my notes, but this movie is so buck wild that I don't even. It's just know. moments, um, it's or just moments. like lines that I could try to describe, most of which are delivered by Richard E. Grant, he and does like get I most of the I'm ones. not even gonna attempt to to do that. And like everything is just kind of like
0: if they're gonna be spontaneous, the they have to go through me. They have to
1: clear it with me first. Um like uh everything is just kind of I know that this is the sensibility of the humor, which I adored, but everything is just kind of like Oh yeah, whatever, it's fine. Like when uh Nicola is their very, very pregnant friend who just shows up and it's never explained, which like this club. movie doesn't need to, but no, when she shows up at the beginning oh, yeah. and they're all like fawning over her being like, Oh, when's the baby due? A week ago. Um, and it's like, Where's Trevor? Oh, Trevor left. Trevor left me, and it was like you're taking this in fucking stride. Well, that, that was
0: the other one that he got though later too, where it was just like there were when they when they show up to go go for the pregnancy. It's like the baby's overdue, and he's like babies are allowed to be overdue. You are not.
1: <laughs> we have to get you to the Royal Albert Hall.
0: <laughs> it's honestly a part like I can't imagine anyone else doing. It just wouldn't be as good. Like they could have gotten someone else to do it, and it would have been just really forced and really. You know, whatever. And this movie would have been like, meh. But the fact that it's Richard E. Grant doing it, who has just shown up and has decided to be like, all right, I'm going to go all in on this mm-hmm. and I'm going to commit 120% to it, makes it so much better. And it honestly helps the movie so much. Because, like, yeah, the movie, the script, it's a string of a lot of random things that happen. There's a lot of it doesn't make a, like, a sense of why it's going on. But it's strung together by bizarre British humor and really strong acting by so many of the supporting people, which helps out for the fact that like your main Spice Girls don't have to be great actors. They're the fucking Spice Girls. Yeah, and
1: honestly- Just
0: let them do their thing.
1: But on that note, like, and again, everybody knew what the assignment was. I had a great time watching all of them.
0: But that's the thing. I was sitting there going like, I'm really enjoying this. And then thinking about it, I was like, you're not doing anything particularly groundbreaking, but you don't have to. Because you are international pop stars, you have the charisma. You have that star magnetism that just makes you people that we want to watch.
1: Yeah, you. Naturally, you have a
0: charisma that is so infectious.
1: Yeah, you are all you know seasoned performers. Maybe not actors, but there is, and you you know, have all been performing together, so there is that built-in um, you know camaraderie. I don't know what they're relationship was like, you know, in their actual personal lives, but like you there's a familiarity that comes with working with people like that closely for as long as they did and it's like, yeah, they're they're all, you know, fulfilling their self-imposed stereotypes very well and it's all really watchable and yeah, I w- I was surprised pleasantly so and
0: they're taking the lead on everything that they do and it's like if they show up for somebody to do something it's because they want to show up and do it which is like
1: all right yeah they want to kidnap a couple of kids and uh steal a boat and
0: almost drown them
1: (laughs) (laughs) they were all wearing safety vests they were all wearing life jackets
0: and as we all know if you're wearing a life jacket there's no chance you'll die
1: no not at all but it was like they straight so one of the many, many, many random things that happens in the life of a Spice Girl, apparently, is uh there were a couple of contest winners of like, hey you get to hang out with the Spice Girls and you get to ride around on their bus and like, you know, all that stuff. And it's these couple of, you know, preteen girls and they're hanging out on the bus and the Spice Girls are like, hey, let's go, let's go be spontaneous, which is where that that line we mentioned earlier comes from. But they straight, like, there are no chaperones with these Two children. They straight up abduct them that's and take and that's put them kidnapping. on a kidnapping. That's f- a kidnapping. And they put them on a boat and then they wind up in the water. They wind up in the Thames,
0: which also is just
1: gross. Yeah, and I was like, don't, don't go on
0: the Thames. Nobody wants to go on the Thames. Yeah, it's like, it's like Victoria jumping the Liffey. You don't do that.
1: Yeah, Victoria. I understand why. I mean, your dress needs is dry cleaning only you know whatever but like i don't want to be swimming in that river When
0: she was describing her like the ideal man and was like six foot and this and i was just like ah david beckham's coming don't worry
1: <laughs> oh man i'm like what are you gonna wear the little gucci dress the little gucci dress or the little gucci dress they
0: have a really fun camaraderie amongst them that like is coupled with like Pretty clever writing and, like, fun, like, takeaways. And once again, it's that Britishness of it where it's, like, they're not afraid to, like, tease each other and josh each other and fuck with one another. Yet, it always feels very loving and, like, they always feel very close. But it's that closeness of it's, like, we're so close, I can fuck with you. Yeah. And you're not going to take it personally. And
1: I think that's true of the movie as a whole of, like, it's it's very lightly and lovingly poking fun at them. Yeah. Um.
0: Thing, and it yeah. never
1: feels mean spirited, of like, no. oh, you're, this is, you know, dumb or whatever. Like, you're a bunch of grown women in a girl group. Um,
0: but it's taking so many liberties and being so weird. This movie was way weirder than I was expecting it to be, which I give it all the credit in the world for because I can't think of another. If you tried to do another movie nowadays with whatever popular band or group is out there, and you wanted to appeal to the mass populace, like, it would probably be pretty standard for the most part. Like, you would follow your three-act structure, and, like, you get your musical numbers, and you'd make your money, and that was it. You don't have to worry too much about it. The fact that this movie went as far as it did, and got as weird as it did, and had such a weirdly great supporting cast around it...
1: Just so many ...is something people. that
0: I just don't think you're ever going to see again. Like, you might have seen it a little bit before this. The only thing I, I think I compared to was, like, there were some like Blues Brothers kind of comparisons in there, but it was like still its own thing entirely. And I'm like, wow, this movie does exist in its own little bubble, which I never thought I would say.
1: Yeah, it's it truly like swings for the fences and I think succeeds more often than it doesn't.
0: <laughs> I mean, and, and like we said, like we appreciate a movie that swings for the fences and maybe misses, but at least is trying. Case in point, John Carter not doing that. Um, but this movie does mean, and I, and I agree, like there's some stuff that kind of falls flat or is whatever. There are moments I tuned out, like for sure where I was like, well, okay, right, whatever. But then I would be right back into it with some random ass shit going Mm -hmm. on that. I was like, once again, you're putting way more effort into this than you need to, because it's a Spice Girls movie. All you have to do is say, Hey guys, it's a movie with the Spice Girls in 1997, you know you're gonna make your money. People will come see that movie. Yeah, and that's oh, all you had to do. They put in so much more effort though.
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's been ten minutes, we're due for a musical number. <laughs>
0: like, right, we gotta go do the thing.
1: Yeah, I like there's this whole sequence where they go to like dance boot camp and are like running a with
0: who we thought was Kieran Hines, it was but not it's Kieran not Kieran Hines. Hines,
1: but I I would not have been shocked.
0: At that point, I was like, if no, it had been Kieran Hines, it could have been um, Sir Lawrence Olivier at that point, I wouldn't have been surprised.
1: Like, I feel like that sequence, it's like, I could have done without that sequence, but I feel like it was so, it was just one too many things. Like, to the point where- There were I, a lot of
0: things, yeah. To the
1: point where, because uh, they they all wind up, like, dressed in full-on camo, except for Posh, who's in, like, a, a camo print, like, mini dress- Walking and around and the stilet- And stiletto heels, which I'm like, oh man, they made- they made this poor woman walk in heels on grass for a full day of shooting.
0: She, you know how much she was getting paid.
1: I know, but that, that just sucks. I hate what... You're just aerating the lawn in those spiky heels.
0: She was getting paid a
1: buttload. I know. My point being She'll was be that fine. that was what I was Victoria thinking about. Beckham
0: will be fine.
1: My point is that I was thinking about her experience on set that day and not the actual... Scene that was happening.
0: Well, she also probably had that large ass trailer that she could go back to. Where well, like, yeah, like, yeah, okay. I shot my two seconds. I'm going yeah. back my trailer now.
1: Um, but yeah, just her walking, walking around the obstacle course. I'm like, yeah, yeah, girl.
0: With that, with the bizarre like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, like camera angles and music of that photographer stalking them. Once again, this movie's making much more of an effort than it has any right to. I was like, I'm seeing what you're doing. And I appreciate it, but like, wow.
1: There's so much happening in this movie. And it kind of made me think of two very different films. But the photographer one, uh, like the, the photographer character, it made me think of, this is very specific and a bit of a deep cut, but there's this movie called The Decoy Bride. And the only reason I have seen this movie is because one of my very dear friends, Annie, loves this movie, and we lived together for... Almost five years? No, three years? Three years. Hello, Annie. Uh, hi, Annie, if I'm you're listening. Um, and uh, she would watch this a lot. So I've seen it multiple times. But there is a a paparazzi photographer who goes to great lengths, great, great, great lengths, to snap a photo of, like, a starlet in the world of that movie. Uh, and this also reminded me, totally separate, just the, the concept as a whole of, like, the Spice Girls living... A fictionalized version of their daily life, uh, which is the unbearable weight of massive talent, <laughs> which is great, and I j- I could not get that movie out of my head.
0: This this movie was so when they started it, I was like, yeah, like we said earlier, like this could go meta so fast, and eventually they do it in a very clever way. To which even, like, Richard E. Grant gets into the point of him strangling the writer with one hand of, like, they're not here. Huh? Like, it was just so, and and that's, and that's the thing I think I really respected about it was that it was, like, meta, but it wasn't, like, wink, wink, like, aren't we clever meta? It was just kind of teasing the fact of like, we know we're super popular, we're going to laugh at that, we're going to make fun of ourselves, and we're going to treat this with a bit more effort than we usually would.
1: Mm-hmm. On that note, during that final narrated action sequence, like, I would call it an action sequence. It's when um, they're driving their own bus through London traffic to get to the concert on time. Um, and there's a bit where it's like they're at the Tower Bridge and the bridge is rising to let a bone through. And this is all being narrated by What's-His-Face, Richard from Slings and Arrows, uh, who is the writer who is pitching all of these different movie ideas. And the producer is like, oh, you mean they're gonna gun the bus over an open drawbridge? That sounds expensive. And then the next shot is a stop motion bridge with a bus figurine going over the gap and it is oh chef's kiss it's a, it's a very it, it's a very
0: wes anderson moment of just like <laughs> oh okay that's how we got that um, and then later yeah then like he puts the bob on the bus he's like then the producer, and then george went's like wait there's a bomb and he's like those are the rules and he keeps he keeps referencing like well the rules say we have to do that and finally he just, he goes after i'm like i'm sick of the rules and it was just all this weird awesome meta humor that like i know it's not for everyone some people might be irritated by that i love that shit and then so much in the
1: credits they pay off the bomb joke
0: and well they pay off all of it because then they're actually shooting that movie yeah and you've got you've got people you got richard e grant walking around as richard e grant on the phone is like they want me to play the manager but i'm just yelling the whole time oh, all right. just
1: yelling into a cell phone and it's
0: just like all of a sudden, they upend everything and then they pay off the bomb joke, and it's like, just.
1: It's like, what happened to the bomb on the bus? You hear off screen. <laughs> I, have,
0: I have no other notes. I have no other notes.
1: I, is there anything else bonkers or otherwise? I'm that sure you there's stuff that out? we've
0: forgotten. I mean, you want to talk about Roger Moore with his pet cat and then Roger Moore with his pet pig? What?
1: Well, there was the cat, and then there was a rabbit, and then there, there was, was the, the rabbit, pig. Then there
0: was the pig. We're probably forgetting about stuff, but that—that's all that's coming to me right now.
1: Oh, th- this isn't really relevant to the movie itself, but there was one line that made us both go, "Oh, that's right." This was released months Ooh, before Princess yeah. Diana died.
0: Going by the royal palace, <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's Prince William's leaning out and is saying,
1: "Hey, yeah." cuz it was something in how the lines were written of like oh yeah that's right you know william and harry were both pretty young when this came out wait oh no oh no wait 97 oh fuck
0: now best not to reference that in the context of a speeding vehicle in
1: london no um, or paris or wherever i hope safety laws and fuck the paparazzi is really the moral of the story
0: if yeah. there is a
1: moral to be had
0: but the paparazzi has a reckoning in and then he's like i have changed my ways yeah to which then he exposes his boss if only that's how it
1: happened mm-hmm. i was having so much fun on this absolute roller coaster of a ride that this movie is that i didn't take too many substantive notes because i was having so much fun
0: i mean that... and the
1: music's great they're all very talented musicians, <laughs> and
0: that's the thing too. Okay, yes, I wanted to touch on that too. Thank, thank you for reminding me. um To touch on that too, like it's easy to look back on a lot of bands you grew up with as maybe like, well, I was into them because I was like growing up, and like you know, I thought they were popular and fun, and I enjoyed that. And then you think you get older, you look back and be like, oh god, I came up used to listen to that. Granted, some of that is true with some bands. You go, eh, not really into that anymore. One thing you can't deny, even if you're not into the music necessarily, which I think we both agreed, we both got into this music. We were bopping around. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's one, happening. One of
1: my first notes, and this was like maybe the second, like just full on musical number that was in this movie. I'm like, I got to listen to their album and yeah. albums again. Like I, Same. Same. Because I feel like I would appreciate it so much more now than I did when I was, you know, six years old.
0: But also, but even with that, where it's the thing where it's like, we both enjoyed it. Even if you don't necessarily enjoy this type of music... You cannot deny, these are all really skilled singers. Yeah, they are all they exceptional. They know their are shit. This exceptional vocalists. This is, this is an era, kids, for any of you listening, if we have any Gen Z listeners out there, Alpha, gen, whatever the thing is now, this is an era before autotune, before any of that other stuff, where we were getting towards there, and granted, there's probably tricks in there, I'm sure, that they're using. I'm not saying that it's all pure and uncut, but like you still this is at a time where you did need to have actual skill to get by with a with a group this big and with the with a group like this you're hearing them sing you're like no they clearly all know what they're doing they're all naturally gifted singers maybe some post-production is in there sure i don't doubt it but like it doesn't take away from the fact that they all know what the fuck they're doing this is not manufactured at all which is kind of incredible those yeah. fucking harmonies? Uh huh. You can't fake that shit. Yeah. That's beautiful.
1: Some some great stuff. Um
0: that seems like it's a like nat- they
1: were, you know, international superstars or something.
0: <laughs> oh, who knew?
1: <laughs>
0: it does seem like a natural progression now to our revised grade section though. So, Nicole, why don't you start us off?
1: Yeah, I feel like we've already covered what worked for us and what didn't work for us in in this whole spiel that we've been giving um a revised grade i said i started with a b plus oh man can i go second can you go
0: okay 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 (laughs) okay like i said before um i called my shot at the beginning of this episode i was so wrong I was incredibly wrong. I thought I was being clever by giving it a D plus because I honestly thought this movie was going to be terrible. Nothing against the Spice Girls. Once again, like I said, I enjoyed the music, but I figured like, well, they made a movie and you know, no one's remembered it. So I was like, well, it was probably popular at the time. It's fallen out of favor. I'm sure it's bad, you know, sue me like that. That's not an illogical thing to think. I was incredibly wrong. It is not a D plus. So I'm going to upgrade that. And now I'm thinking in my head where I'm going to put it at. This movie is going to move up for me to a B plus. This was a B plus for me. And the only reason it doesn't go under the A's is, like I said, it's still an unorganized mess at times. It still, you know, has moments of it just kind of lagging. And there are moments I lost attention, which which you come to effect with a movie like this. But it is more than helped, like I said, by the musical numbers, all fantastic, the charisma of your stars, the incredible supporting cast all showing up and just doing incredible work more than they had any right to do. The writing being way wittier and funnier and more British than it has any right to be. The direction being somehow very clever and satirical in all of that. Not to mention the breadth of cameos that actually work as cameos that aren't just cheap. It's not just that, well, they walked on and walked off, like they actually had something to do. I'm speaking mostly of meatloaf, but like amongst other things, it's just like, all of that just points to a movie that could have been so lazily done and still made money, yet they put in so much more effort than they had any right to do. And I respect them to the ends of the earth for that. And like I said, aside from some, you know, script things in there like that, that's why it stays out of the A's, but that's not any knock against it. This is a B plus in my books easily.
1: Okay. It has now come back to me and I'm still undecided. We don't have a third um, host. So yes. So I, I gave it a nostalgia grade of B plus. See, I'm torn because for literally every reason that you have just listed and what we came back with at the top of this section of this episode of like, is it a good movie? No, but I would rewatch this in a heartbeat.
0: I was going to say also, (laughs) I'm sorry. I I don't don't even kind of know what you're saying, but along with that, with rewatch value, why it goes up so high for me as well is because I was sitting there and mostly because it was so difficult to find in the first place that I went, I want to find this movie on DVD and and,
1: buy it. and I
0: will buy it (laughs) and I will own it and I will have it on my shelf Next to my other, you know, I'm not a film student, but like my other film student looking movies. And if anyone ever looks and goes, you have Spice World? they be like, "Yes, you want to throw down right here? Because I will defend this movie right now. <laughs> Much like I've defended Space Jam, I will defend Spice World.
1: Um, I think objectively, I am going to keep it at a B+. Plus for the sake of objectivity, for the reasons you have just enumerated. However, in my heart, it's an A+. Plus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you can give it an A+, plus, it's okay. No,
1: I I cannot in good conscience give this movie an A+, plus when I have never given an A-plus on this
0: show okay. before. That's right, you haven't. That's I, You're alone there.
1: As far as rewatch value and just pure, pure, unfiltered entertainment, A-plus, quality of the movie, B-plus. So a
0: vibes grade would be an A-plus.
1: Yes. But actual, like objective movie-making B+. Okay. There's some, like, technical things that are a little rough, but I think that's part of the charm.
0: So along with that, which Spice Girl do you most relate to?
1: I don't know. When I was six, I loved Baby Spice, but that was probably because, like, oh, she's cute and sweet and blonde like she me. She looks like me. She looks like me. Um, Maybe Ginger Spice?
0: Yeah. Can I see feel that. like
1: at least Ginger Spice as presented by Spice World. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean that's ginger
1: spice. I know, but like, I don't, I don't know who they are in real life. Like, well, no, we're not what talking about we're not they're... talking
0: about what they're like in their everyday lives. Yeah. We don't know that. We can't speak to that. This is just purely on what we see.
1: Um, yeah, ginger. Okay. What, what about which which spice girl are you?
0: Probably sporty. Yeah. Yeah, we can see that.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So I I'm going to say my official revised non-nostalgic grade is a B plus, but for vibes and a good time a plus
0: for vibes and a good time you cannot go wrong everyone i mean i don't think we can recommend this highly enough now you may hear this and dismiss us but please don't because you will be pleasantly surprised i was pleasantly surprised and if you haven't heard me before say i was Wrong. (laughs) I made a mistake. I judged this movie before I saw it, and that was wrong with me. (laughs) So go watch this movie.
1: I I just want to reiterate, and I know I mentioned this, like, towards the top of this section, but I have not laughed this hard at a movie in a long time.
0: Honestly, same.
1: I have not laughed this hard. I have not had this much fun (laughs) in a long time.
0: No, this was, like... This got, this got constant chuckles throughout and like belly laughs as well combined.
1: And I did have like a lot of this was still new for me. And also being, you know, an adult now and knowing who most of these actors are, like who had these brief cameos being like, wait a minute, this person is in this, which I had no concept of when, when I was a child, like just heightened the experience even more. Um, it's a great time.
0: <laughs> it really is. <laughs>
1: Alrighty, there you have it. We were both at an objective B+, plus, but vibes and enjoyment level A+. Plus.
0: Recommend A+. Plus. <laughs> um, recommend A+. Plus. We will be
1: finding this on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have liked this episode, if you have liked the show as a whole... Uh, if you as want to be a our whole, lover,
0: you have to get with our friends. And
1: our uh, ratings and reviews uh, on whatever podcast app that you uh, choose to listen to the show
0: friendship never
1: ends <laughs> um five stars would be awesome and uh if it's anything less uh, than five stars maybe keep it to yourself um if you want to follow what a movie on twitter and instagram we are at what a movie pod on both of those platforms um if you want to follow me on twitter and or instagram i am at nicole knutson 16
0: and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the real J Ferrero. That's real with two E's, and Ferrero is in Ferrero Roche. Uh We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll be back later this month. Uh, we do have a flick-flops coming up at some point. Uh, we don't know exactly which one.
1: Yeah, we're a little off schedule from what we had been doing, but we're we're busy, and but, we do this for fun. So, but,
0: but for our next actual official episode, whenever this comes out. Uh, We can guarantee we are going to go, we are going to stay in the 90s, but we are going to switch over to the animated scene as we look at uh, one of the lesser known amongst certain groups, 90s animated movies. It's not Disney, we'll tell you that much, Um, but it does have a special place amongst many people of our generation and we're going to be jumping into that movie, which is going to be real fun.
1: I'm very curious because I don't actually know what the next one is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I could well, look at the list.
0: It'll be a surprise for you. You just wait.
1: I do have access to the list of films. We do
0: have a friend who is a big fan of this movie. That's all I'll say.
1: Wait, maybe.
0: What? She, yeah, yeah, she's maybe? got it. Wait, maybe she has it. No. Maybe.
1: We'll figure it out. Um, but until
0: then, you'll have to find out what it is. So we can't tell you right now. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's the point of a teaser.
1: Oh, wait. I remember now. <laughs> it's a teaser.
0: You can't say what it is. I remember now. Keep it a secret. Keep it safe.
1: Yes. But
0: until that time... I am James Ferrero and
1: I'm Nicole Kneitsen. And what, what a movie, movie. and the spice of your life.
0: People of the world or whatever go